Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter. I'm super excited to have Aaron Richard here. Hi, everybody. It's uh, great to be here. Thanks, McCarter. You're the best. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. You're such a legend. Wow. La 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 legend. Oh, that's too kind. In the industry, um, I have known about you for five years. Ooh. <laughs> Really? So that would have been what, 2018? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That tracks. So for those who don't know, uh, he founded the Weed Tube, which was the first cannabis social media platform, I believe. There was some before, but we were the biggest. Oh, the biggest. Okay. Maybe not the first, but the biggest, which is maybe so better. Started the biggest, ended the biggest. So yes. Yes. And now you're on to an amazing new venture in cannabis hospitality, yeah. which is what I'm most excited to talk to you about. I can't wait to talk to you today. about it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, Cirrus is what it's Cirrus, called. Cirrus, yes. I know. I'm like, wait, we didn't even say it. This beautiful <laughs> piece of seshware here from Cirrus that I brought here for you today. Yes, he just gifted me this most beautiful piece of glass. So it's by Prism, but you designed it and it's a personalized to Cirrus. Yeah, so I, I designed it with Katrin Emery, who does uh, a lot of our branding stuff and it is the first piece of what we officially call seshware, but yeah, it's it's seshware. all put onto that. the yeah, me too. <laughs> it's all on the Prism Glass platform. So shouts out Prism, they're amazing. This piece is amazing. Honestly, you turned me onto them. I know you post with them all the time, and they sent me that bong that people give me compliments out the ass on fall vibes too. Every time I post it, people are just like, oh my god, oh my god, and now. It's going to be this baby. I love that for it's you. It's going to be my daily rider. We're about to start working on another one for next year. So I'm really excited to see what the next floral bouquet bong is going to look like. I am so, so excited. Me too. But let's um let's do a little bit of seshing. I love that idea. Do you want to smell both of these? And to, tell you which one? Yeah. One's Tropicana Cherry. They're both pretty like hybrid, both pretty hybrid-y. Blueberry pancake smells delicious. Right, so it's I doughy. Even. Yes, this is a friend. Ready. A friend grew this. this oh, is. both of these. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so honored and excited. Yes. Oh, Tropicana cherry. We have to start with the Tropicana. Yes. Cherry. They both smell so good, but this one's just got that signature fruity, right? You know, in your face kind of. Oh, it's beautiful. Limonene terpene vibe going on, and Ugh. the nugs are beautiful as well. See, I love, I love that you're educated about the cannabis plant, yeah. and. Okay, where, wait, where do we even begin? I need to know. We got to start from the beginning. Oh, the beginning. Yeah, so I do ask all my guests, what was your first experience with cannabis? Yeah, um, I had to have been 16 because I had just gotten my license. And I went over to a cousin's apartment. Now, this was like an older cousin. She was a lesbian, had a girlfriend. They were like independent adults and they were stoners. And they had like a beautiful apartment and they had like you know a nice car for their age like they were successful they were hardworking mm -hmm. and responsible but they also consumed cannabis and the first time i went over there they like had to show me how to light the bowl and everything and i remember of it yeah it was definitely just a night full of giggles and it was nothing like what i had expected it to be and i really loved the effect but then I even though I waited like three hours after we first sesh to drive home, I got lost taking my friend home. And so that kind of scared me out of weed for a little while. But I did have the casual, you know, one or two high school experiences. OK. And you are a Colorado native. Born and raised. I don't like to say native because oh, I don't want to. No, okay, OK, wait. Oh, my God. You're right. Well, no, no, no. I think Fuck. it's OK that we talk about this. Yes. Right. Wait, we because need to bring light to this. It isn't. It is the term. And I grew up saying that. And then now, of course, there's the emphasis on what native actually means. And, you know, like God, so true. Native American peoples. Um, But I was born and raised in Colorado, which is like the 10th percentile of people who live in Denver now. So it, it, right. we are very rare. But the TikTok people hate us natives. Yes. And so I just I bring I wanted to say that because I think you bring especially an interesting perspective to the cannabis industry because you have seen where the industry has come. I mean, yeah, like where it was when you were, you know, five and 10. Yeah, and 15, literally. Like what the industry was doing, like you grew up firsthand, you know, seeing that impact on the community. Yep. And so. That's especially why I think you bring such a key perspective and the fact that now you want to help that community yeah. with figuring out 
cannabis hospitality and where people can consume legally is like such a it's just such a big issue. And it's crazy to me how people can't wrap their brains around what cannabis hospitality is going to look like or if it's even worthwhile because I'm currently fundraising for the rest of the money that we need for Cirrus. And like when we talk to investors, sometimes they're like, well, how? but don't people just want to like get a joint and go home and smoke it? Like they have no concept of the fact that maybe people want to socially consume cannabis together. Wow. That's that's wild. Isn't that wild? It's like, how do they not understand that same as alcohol, it can be a community you know, like driven factor where people want to get together and do it. Like, it's just like, how do they not see that? Like, I don't know. I th- I think it's, you know, there's just a disconnect. There is a disconnect and, and people will be like, well, it's studies show that people like to drink and do things and people like to smoke and stay at home. But it's like, well, people don't have the legal opinion, like availability to go out and do something while they're smoking. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So true. Inconsistent data. Yes. Well, let's, um, do let's light up. Can I light up for you? Yeah, please do. Are okay. you gonna flight attend me? Yeah. Right. Period. Wait. Yeah. Which people may not even know what we're talking about yet, but we're gonna. I know what you're talking about, and we're gonna get into it. Cheers. Cheers. She is beauty. She is grace. See, perfect amount of water. You're you gotta right. Get a thumpy chug in there. Oh, wow. Sounds good. That's just, you know, it's what? a work of art. Like, I agree. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Thank you. We have like a lot of, there's a lot of lighters, but they're not readily available. If you're watching this in session at home while you're watching, what do you session on? Let us know. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. I don't even know. I need to start doing that stuff. You're so... You're so much more, you're so much better than me. I'm just no. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Content creator, you know. Yes, okay, YouTube I, I love that you that. get it. Okay, how did you then get into, so moving forward. Yeah. From the first time you smoked. Yep. Do a little like fast forward. So I'm. What happened after you like graduated high school and stuff like that? Graduated high school, went to the University of Northern Colorado for opera performance. Uh, Wait, yes, that's right. We were just talking. Yeah. How quickly I forget. Went for a year, fell in love, and also moved back home to help family who was struggling financially, got into the restaurant industry, started working for a bunch of restaurants, worked my way up Texas Roadhouse, became a customer service manager, worked with them for a long time. Um, So had a whole career in the restaurant industry, moved to New York to try to get on Broadway at the same time, managing restaurants at the same time. And then casually on the side um, in 2012, so that right before I moved to New York, Colorado legalized cannabis. And my doctor, I was born with mastocytosis, and my doctor said, hey, I think cannabis could be a good thing for you to utilize in your life to take away some of the medication that you're have to, having to take every day to regulate your eating and digestive problems and all that Wait, stuff. Wait, yeah, sorry. What is that exactly? It's a blood cell disease where... Basically, my white blood cells attack my red blood cells. Oh, no. And I'm hyper allergic to histamine, which is basically on everything. Oh, my gosh. Especially like as the longer that food sits on things. Um, So it's still really unknown. It needs a lot of research. And it's like definitely a one in a million kind of disease. But when I was growing up, I had these spots all over my body. I still kind of have them, but they're much harder to see. They faded as the older that I've got. But um, those are just mast cells compounding on my skin. But it's the the weed really took like seven of the eight pills that I was taking out of my daily regimen. Like, wow, that's amazing. It was it changed my life because I never wanted to eat. I had a horrible relationship with food. My dad didn't know any better than to be feeding me TV dinners, which obviously like five years into consuming cannabis, becoming successful, having money, eating better, all of my other mastocytosis stuff goes away. But I didn't know that because I grew up with a single father who made me TV dinners. Yep. So you don't know any better. You know what TV dinners are covered in? Histamine. Oh my God. You know, it's not like fresh veggies and fresh meat. (laughs) So um, definitely cannabis changed my life in a big way. So I'm living in New York making a YouTube channel. And I randomly have this idea where I'm like, oh, the first time I smoked weed with my cousin, I didn't know how to like light the pipe. I'm going to make a video on YouTube just explaining to people how to smoke a bowl. And so I did that. And overnight, that video gets half a million views. Well, in a week. 
Oh my God. This channel grows to 190,000 subscribers in a year. I'm known as the gay stoner. If you Google how to smoke weed, I'm like the number one result oh my for the gosh, longest time. This is so crazy. I know. So I'm just making like educational videos about weed stuff and trying to like give commentary on being high and perspectives on things like Beyonce while I'm stoned. Yeah. And just trying to find my crowd of people, right? While I'm stoned. <laughs> yes. And having success doing it. YouTube deletes my channel in 2019, along with hundreds of other people. So that's when I got together with a few of those people who were deleted and we co-founded WeedTube, which went on to be the world's largest cannabis social media platform. Wow. And I've kind of documented my life and posted on posted it on the internet every step of the way. Yeah. Including up until right now when I'm still vlogging the journey of starting Cirrus. I love that. No, it's so amazing. People want to. That is how I feel like the younger generations, like millennials and younger are really connecting and now yeah. older people are like learning to do it too. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's a fun creative outlet. Yeah. You know, it's like I kind of got past the part of like wanting attention from the internet and now because I kind of was, you know, everybody in the beginning, you're like, oh, I want attention on the internet. Yeah. This sounds great. No, it's like gratifying. It's gratifying. You want more. You're like, why wouldn't you want more? Right. Now for me it's more about I think my life is a movie every day, and I think it would be really dope to share that movie with people who want to watch it. Wait, okay, I have had this like same thought before. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. That's what happens when you make life what you want it to be. You yes. know what I mean? And now time for a quick commercial break. This smoke break is sponsored by Toker Poker. This is one of my favorite inventions of all time for smoking accessories. If you don't know what toker pokers are, they are the perfect case for your lighter. They have them for regular lighters for Bic and for the clippers as well. And what my favorite thing is, I always wrap my hemp wick around it so I can use that to light it and it's a healthier smoking experience. But my favorite thing is using what the tool was made for. So it has a tamper on one side of the bottom that you can use to tamper the bud down in the bowl or several other uses as well. And then my second favorite, the poker, which is used to clean a bowl. You can use it to clean your grinder, basically get out anything if there's anything stuck in your bowl, which happens to me all the time. So basically this is just the most ingenious product. I have been using them for over six years now and they just dropped their latest edition with Ellie Paisley for this super cool kind of psychedelic design and they also just have the most fun cool designs this one says tis the season to be high and they also just released some super fun christmas um christmas themed toker pokers as well so you can't go wrong check them out at tokerpoker.com or on instagram at toker poker and cheers thank you toker poker love y'all now back to the episode. I don't think I would be here without weed. There we go. I think if I, honestly, if I had never found weed, I would either, the, the good road of never finding weed would be like the best opportunity, but this is a low shot would be that I would like have one American Idol or something. The, yes. the bad shot. Oh, gone like the of, music yeah, route. I maybe would have, that's like the best thing that could have happened. The worst thing that could have happened if I, which is like the more likely thing is I probably just would have worked at something like Witch Witch or, you know, and right. never like realized my potential. Just had a very basic, right, regular life. Like condition of what I grew up in and not knowing what reality really is and what and who other people are and like living in a life of judging other people. And like, I'm just, I just see the world as now sort of, for lack of a better descriptor, like a video game. Like I'm here and I'm going to make the best of it. And I believe that for some reason, this life gives back when you give in. Yes. Oh, I totally believe that life is all just like an exchange of energies. Yeah. And like choosing the higher energy and like the higher vibration. You're either here to give or you're here to take. Yes. Oh, wait. I love that. Yeah. Life, shedding some life fucking wisdom. You Period. sound like Buddha. Yeah. Okay, well, that's amazing. And Buddha's great. There's a book that I recommend to every human in the world. It's called 
A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Um, and it changed my life. I've read it eight times. I think every living person should okay, read it. I, I have not read it. It needs to be top of my list. Basically just like um, so much evolution has happened in the past few billion years on this planet and humans at this point right now are finally at the point where we can like consciously evolve through our approach to life in the world and what it is and we should challenge ourselves to do that oh my god i know it's pretty dope wow that is very so insightful love it i can't wait to read that you yeah should. let's do a little more seshing and if you don't like to read here's the thing about that book oprah's copy of that book is in the smithsonian it's the Wait, book she's what? read it the most times of any book in the world. And they did like a podcast together where they broke down every chapter. I would recommend starting there. And then when you're like, okay, this is really good, then read the book. Okay, that's perfect. Because I need, yeah, I'm like, I really like to listen. I really prefer listening to obviously podcasts or audiobooks. It's just so much easier. My, yeah. my mind just like wanders when I'm like reading a page. Yeah. You know, I'll like read a paragraph and be like, I don't know what. Yeah, I read. My really? mind was like over here. Do you read it? Do you yes. have you ever enjoyed any type of reading, like young adult when you oh, were younger? Oh, well, yes. The no, no, Twilight. No. I still love reading. Like okay. I, I was an English writing major. So, oh, period. Yeah, so I had to read, you know, all the classics. Oh, got it. Yeah, but but never found something you like enjoyed that would always just draw you in. I don't know. Like there are some books like that I have loved, like Stephen King's The Institute. Okay, that's, that's your bag. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. I love reading. I've, I've, I, I'm trying to read like 10 books by the end of November. Oh my God. You inspire me. But they're businessy books. And oh. I just feel like I want to be <coughs> like, I'm being called my, I'm being called to have conversations at tables that I need to be more intelligent to be sat at. Oh, where it's like, they're saying these like finance terms and you're like, yep. I need to know what that means. Yep. But without asking you. And then as soon as I read this book, which is like financial understanding for non-financial creatives and managers, I read this book and I was like, oh my God, I get this. I'm, I was so good at math in high school and what little college I stayed for. <laughs> and it's it just like learning the terminology and how they formulate it for accounting. I'm like, oh, I get it. I wish I would have read this book sooner. Right, you just need someone to like lay it out. This could you. have helped me a lot in the last four years of my life, <laughs> yes. you know? Uh. Yes. Okay, wait. Well, with that, yeah. how did you think of starting Cirrus? I feel like there needs to be a better story that I need to learn to communicate. <laughs> because the the short answer is you had to find a building before I could do anything to get a license. So when we decided on the building, then it was a process of, oh, shit, this place is huge. How do we get the most people in here? seshing every single day like how do you make it the most appealing to the largest amount of people and that's where cirrus sort of started developing but now we're at this point where it's like basically what cirrus is is an expression of somehow everything i am as a human being so it's like oh, i love that it's service focused it's based on being in experience we want everyone all five six there's five senses shut up not my highest <laughs> um Stop. I would have done the same thing. Well, maybe we you have, will see dead people. We have six senses, though. We do? <laughs> no. I was saying no. from the movie. <laughs> the six yeah. senses seeing dead people. Yes. Right. Okay. Happy Halloween. Um, <laughs> we all have the experience base being that we're stimulating all five of your senses. And we always want to create a comfortable and timelessly beautiful environment. Timelessly beautiful. I love that. Timeless. Yeah. And so describe that for people. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever picture like what you think a New York City ballroom would have looked like in 1920? Oh. And there's beautiful crystal chandeliers that oh. are candlelit. These oh. ones, ours won't be candlelit. I'm but like, this sounds, seem like, I'm like, this sounds like a fire hazard. Yeah, there's a beautiful custom-painted Steinway piano in the center of the room draped in chandeliers playing the most beautiful, lovely background music. Oh, my gosh. In an environment of a light smoky haze in the air with I like that. giggles <laughs> and laughter. Not a strong smoky vibe. No. Very light. Yeah, we've got a great ventilation system. There it is. Lots of giggles, lots of laughter. Yes. Lots of... Different things happening, but everyone's creating one universal energy. And you're all sat in groups of 
your friends, as in you're all at one table together or you're all in this little living room unit together facing each other, but you're part of this greater element of what's going on with everyone else that's in there. And maybe every once in a while, the piano throws out a tune that you're like, oh my gosh, I know that. And everybody maybe sings along for a second. And then you're being greeted by flight attendants who are our servers of cannabis, who are just every last detail hand delivering you the greatest sesh experience of your life. And that is where I feel like the service is really going to set you apart because we won't name any names, but people. We won't name any names. (laughs) I mean, you can name some names. (laughs) No, I don't have any. I mean, people have tried to do this, um, but not in this elevated way. People have tried to make. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Sure. People have tried to make consumption spaces in Denver for what I would say a bit unsuccessfully. And this is so, so needed. And I just cannot wait. I wish I had money to give, but I do not. <laughs> All I of my appreciate money went that. Into this house. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and a good choice on your end. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I would say also that I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's almost better to name names because I don't want anyone else that's, that we're not talking about to think that we're talking about them. True. But um, I also think that possibly a certain establishment's lack of success has nothing to do with the fact that it doesn't have service. I think it's that it has something to do with it, but there are other factors that are making it a problem. Yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. I think places could exist that are kind of more dive bar with like not great service and do well. Yeah. But there's got to be like a certain element that isn't being conveyed there either. And I don't I don't know that we have put our finger on what that is yet. I totally agree. So I lived in Amsterdam for a month in college. Oh. And that was where I really got into, you know, I smoked a lot of weed before, but when I lived in Amsterdam in college, I was like, okay, this is like my passion. This is my calling. Period. Like that's when I decided I wanted to move to Colorado. I had to get out of the Midwest where it was still illegal. I have multiple possession charges in yeah. Indiana. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I was like, okay, I want to move where it's legal, blah, blah, blah. But she really loves weed y'all. Yes. Yes, we do. But there, I immediately saw like there, I could only smoke like in my house or whatever. And even then, if you're renting, so many people on the lease say you cannot smoke mm-hmm. marijuana, cannabis, blah, blah, blah. So I just feel like this is such an issue, like from the beginning, mm-hmm. like when they even this market became recreational. And like, I just don't understand like why the state didn't think this through like 10 years ago. Like, okay, maybe we should look at Amsterdam or some other places that have you places know, to do it right because even in new york you can just smoke on the street right right and there's like in new york there's like speakeasy old right you know cannabis clubs are they legal though right no but i just mean but I don't is know, anyone I, calling and reporting them no yeah true oh my god should we get into that i don't know <laughs> let me ask my pr i was i got a i got a slight head shake I feel you. Yeah. There is a big culture in Cirrus of keeping our side of the street clean. Yes. Um, love it. So I, I definitely wouldn't want to like say anything specific about anyone, anybody, but I just would say that at the end of the day in the cannabis industry, I think one thing people always have to keep in mind is that it's a small community. Everybody talks. Kindness will go a long way. It, I always say it's yeah. hard to be an asshole when you smoke weed every day. It's not impossible, but it's hard. <laughs> and if you're being an asshole you're, you're going to have a tough time having success in an industry that is backed by community in a right. big way, I think. Well, and that's such a small community. Sm- so small. After being in this industry for only like three or four years, I was like, oh, wait, I just met this person and he already knows my good friend that it's in the industry. Like, it's like everything is so connected. Like, you know, what they always say, like, everyone in the world is what, like three degrees of separation least, yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Cannabis industry, there's only one degree of separation for literally yeah. everyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in Denver and Boulder scene, at least. I agree. And and nationally, too, I would say. Yeah. Because you know, I go to things like Benzinga and I'm seeing the same yes. couple hundred people every time. So true. Love them. Going to the conventions. Yeah, it's so true. So, yeah, it's just interesting that someone would take a stance of being like bitter and angry and even like i don't know vindictive almost like 
So for people who don't know, there was a situation. Um, It's been handled. It's all good. But there are people in the industry that are trying to make consumption spaces. Other people besides errand that are trying to do like events and, you know, all different types of stuff that include cannabis because there is no, I mean, now there's maybe one place. In, right. And, and in all sincerity, like in Denver that you can consume, we had years of doing it without an issue. And there's even, even the government wasn't like over here really tripping about it. They yeah. were like, yeah, we need to add special permits, but they weren't, making a hard ball on everybody doing private parties, right? right? Totally. Like it wasn't a big deal to them. Yeah. So it just sucks, but we're moving on and like your mo- serious is moving on. Like I know y'all aren't going to let some little bullshit like get in the way of like the bigger plans. No, I here. didn't even, I, I didn't even, I, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> it was such a, facts. it's not, it's not a big part of my story. I was told that that the people who did it didn't do it, and I was trying to help them. And then I to find out that they really had done it was just a bummer. That was yeah, all, you know, it just sucks. Yeah, yeah. But um, I am excited about like hopefully where the industry is going. Like, are you excited about these new hospitality cannabis laws that they're trying to? So excited to make and like get more people involved and like. Yes. Good. But I also am really like. Obviously, it's not. I'm I'm thrilled with the timing because I'm here now able to do it. Right. So they say timing is like 90% of the success of business. Yeah. So I am very happy about where things are at right now for Denver and for Colorado. That is so cool. So do you think that like the city can keep up with with Cirrus? Like What do you mean? Can can Denver can Denver handle it? I think that they because I, I know think, you're talking about one in LA maybe one in New York yeah I think Denver's ready for it and the people of Denver are ready for it and very excited about it I think that the Colorado cannabis industry has no idea what's about to happen I'm so excited I think they are like you know oh cool club and I'm like no I think I'm about to be ordering the most weed of yes. everyone all the time so do you guys have it because we're gonna need a lot you know what I mean yeah I love that yeah Okay, so tell me more about the vision of walk me through when someone comes to Cirrus. Okay. What it's going to be like. The first thing when you come through the main doors of Cirrus, you'll come into the waiting area. Um, You'll be greeted by our hosts that are there. They'll take your ID and take your information. And if you're reserved, you you, you probably would have made a reservation. We recommend you make a reservation. It makes it smoothest service experience for you. But we do have room for people to come in um, and do walk-ins. You would then be guided through another open sliding glass door. And see, I do have to tell you this because you're not coming to the open house. Oh my God, I know. Wait, I'm so sad. So you won't get to see it all Wait, in reality. I'm so sad. No, it's okay. It's your birthday. Your happy early birthday. Thank you. Takes precedent. Yes. Yeah, so, well, hopefully this episode will be released in a couple weeks, but okay. to give context to listeners, yep. um, Aaron is hosting an yep. open house on November 10th, on November 10th, which is yep. next week. And sadly, I will be in California. I'm very, very sad. It's okay. So sad. I, I will forgive you, but you, you have to be at the next one. Yes. Wait, so when, yeah, when's the next one? What's the timeline like? No idea. Cause this one is really about trying to get investors in the doors to see to how many people are everything. excited about what we're doing. I want the community there. I want supporters there, but I also want, you know, investors to kind of be like, okay, people will come to this. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So totally. they can write final checks and be like, okay, thank you. Yes. Cause we need that. I'm going to go do building work now. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's my what? whole life is money every day now. Oh, uh, does it not stress you out? Are you not stressed every day about managing other people's money because I would crumble. <laughs> I am not happy about the phase that we're in right now having to like it's stressful what we're doing right now where there's barely any money and we're trying to get to the next phase so we can get the doors open. I don't like that. I think the managing other people's money part, I really, you know, believe in what I'm doing. Like Sears is all or nothing. My whole reputation is on the line. I'm going to put everything into this to make sure that it works. Like Hell yeah. I think that 
if I'm betting someone else's money, I'm more betting on myself too. And I hope that they see that. Like I don't have an alternative to this. Right. There to, is no plan B, if you will. There's not a plan B. <laughs> there's There could be pivots for success, but there's not a plan B. This has to work. And so I, I actually am excited about managing people's money because my intention is to make them money yeah. with their money. And you're so genuine. Like, you're just so transparent about what you want to do, what your vision is. Like, yeah, it's just. I tried. I tried. You're not I, hiding anything. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying. I didn't come at this from the idea of making money. Honestly, when I ideated on the theory of all of it, like, money was the last step in everything because it was like, can I build what I think this needs to be? And if I can, then can that make money? Right. Like and at the end of the day, it needs to be profitable. At the end of the day, it has to be profitable. Yeah. It just turns out that it is. And it's a really great idea. And people will want to do it. Right. But it's not like you wanted to start a nonprofit. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but it's also like I don't want to. But you want to like give back to the community with oh your my God. idea and with this space. When Sears is a billion dollar company, I want to be like happily helping like fix the world. Sincerely. <sighs> I'm not going to have kids. I can leave a little bit of money for my nephews and nieces. Happy to do that. But oh. otherwise, all of my like, let's just, you know, give me enough money to have a beautiful house and a bunch of really cool cars. And then I will use the rest to fix the world and maybe oh. take everybody to space or something. I don't know. I love that. But I see <laughs> money as energy, space. you know, yes. like I just want to get energy so I can put energy back. Oh, yeah. I love that. So do you like meditate on all of this or like? How do you stay on track for all of these big goals and big dreams? That's a great question. I, especially before the fundraise, the fundraise has been crippling. It has thrown me off because all day, every day, you have to be focused on the one thing and there's only so much you can do and it will drive you crazy. <sighs> Outside of that, when I'm actually able to be creative and working on it and building the vision, yeah, at least every other day, um, I'm taking 20 minutes a day to just close my eyes and sit myself in the body of myself in 10 years, you know, at yeah, a big, beautiful, powerful penthouse uh, office for the whole Sears team from Denver, you know, I love that. like just what does the day look like? What is, what is happening? What does this feel like? Who are we helping? What are we saying? What are we doing? So how powerful do you think like manifestation is in this process? I think at the end of the day, whether you believe in manifestation or not, the idea of turning your energy in a specific direction and of where you're going is going to have better results. Yeah, totally. Because when something right. comes to you that's not for you, you know it's not for you because you're working towards a certain goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But what about like all the things that are like, you know, trying to throw you off your path, like this bad experience that, you know, just happened? Um, like, what do you say to that stuff? Just like good riddance or like, you know, like. Everything's a lesson. There we go. Yes. Oh. I used so to So what not... was the lesson in that then? Oh, the lesson in that for me is multifold. There's so many, but I think certainly if we're talking about the same thing, um, the lesson is you, you don't like just don't engage in drama. Yes. I love that. That's a lesson that I've had to have drilled into me in my career on the internet. There's been lots of dramas that people have been part of. And I can happily say now that I'm in a place where in my life where like I literally know it's better to just like not. Not engage. Not even just on the internet, but like in my life. It's like, don't, yeah. who, who cares, girl? Literally, like just don't even waste your time thinking about it. I can't build a big old skyscraper while I'm over here arguing with you. Yes, about some bullshit. About some bullshit. <laughs> And that's been the lesson too, is like not replying to people who leave comments that are like, yes, this is stupid. This isn't going to work. You're fucking, this is stupid. <laughs> this isn't going to fucking work. I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, I'm never going to please everybody. And like learning that lesson was really nice. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a question of like how to deal with, I feel like you've had a lot of haters, but it's, <laughs> but it's because. Say their names. But it's because, I mean. Don't say their names. I mean. <laughs> But it's because you you have such a good energy. Well, I will just say I think it's hilarious since a full circle moment that the whole like the first time I ever even heard your name was through our girl Koala Puffs. Oh, period. Period. 
Can I can I make one qualifying statement? Please. Um, I just want to say about the whole koala thing. I literally wish her nothing but the best. Oh, I know, and that's the same. It's like, I yeah, same. I wish yeah. you nothing but love. Like, send in love, girl. Yeah. If anybody ever brings you up, I literally say, I hope she's doing good. Same. I'm move, like, I hit it. Everything happens for a reason, and everything is a lesson. Is like are my two like things that I just always those things are true. I would say go back to. I would say that growing apart in working friendships is really hard so and hard. my advice to people would be if you've ever been any kind of friends with that person like you really have to try to put the friendship first no matter what happens with the endings of work because you know time can heal everything and you just want to leave it to to a space where you could like go back to it i've worked with a lot of my friends i've started businesses with friends mm -hmm. And I'm grateful to say that all of those people, I think, are people that would like come to my wedding if I invited them. You know, yeah. like that's like we're still we still care about each other a lot. I think that's so, so admirable. Yeah. And yeah. So that but then I, you know, Izzy has always said from day one how you are just a phenomenal person. Love Izzy Blaze. And so I obviously am going to be like. Izzy, I'm gonna you know believe Izzy any day. You, you should. Believe <laughs> I'm gonna Izzy. believe Izzy any day. <laughs> oh, okay, because that was the comparison. Yeah, I would yes. believe Izzy too. But that's how I first heard about you. Yeah, and then uh, and then obviously like, I knew about Weed Tube, and they were yep. like, oh well, he you know he founded Weed Tube. And, yep. And that was when the whole influencer cannabis scene like really started to pop off. It was crazy. Like so, I don't know. What are your views now? Like I feel like versus then. That doesn't exist anymore at all. Like the the community aspect of influencing seems to be gone. We've gone to like a much more individualized approach. Mm -hmm. And it's also like it feels to me like less personal connection to the person behind the camera for the majority of the content, which was like it was very personality heavy before and like longer conversation and longer form. Yeah. So I think it's definitely switched to this like shorter form less personalized beautifying and glamorizing cannabis which is neither good nor bad it's just mm -hmm. what is happening and then like the funny memes too yes. that are just people want to laugh relate forget all the bullshit and horrible things going on everywhere in the world i feel like i'm not seeing a ton of like online session together happening these days anymore no i i agree like it's it's very interesting and it's so is that something you're really trying to revitalize is like bringing community back together or do you think it's more of just like the influencer thing is not really i think the whole serious serious is like whole mission statement it's to help humanity evolve consciously through the use of cannabis consumption via like what that book i was telling you about earlier oh, i love that that's wait can you repeat that one more time to help humanity evolve consciously through the use of cannabis the theory being if oh, everybody in the world beautiful. smoked a little weed the world would be a better place. Great. So create an environment and a service that would make anyone feel comfortable consuming cannabis together. And if you do that and you get, say, three generations of women sessioning together at Cirrus, having conversations that they would not be having if they were wine drunk or if they were sober, yeah. but having new conversations that are nuanced and fun would be really an incredible impact on the dynamic of like families and culture across the world very quickly. And that's sort of what the whole mission of Cirrus is. And in the same way, it's not about getting people to sesh together online now. For me, it's about anti like the metaverse and everything like that. Like, let's get people physically together. Connecting in Physically person. connecting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to like heal, heal some trauma? For, yeah. Like for generations? Like heal, heal some generational I, trauma? My ad concept that I have for a Vogue magazine ad is like three women, like a say 65 she's glamorous say 45 she's glamorous you know she's like maybe newly a grandma about to be a grandma or maybe her her daughter who's like 22 23 is just getting married maybe yeah. and it's the three of them holding little silk volcano bags laughing together and it says on the bottom serious heal generational trauma i love this yeah Oh my god. That is like the whole point. And thanks for saying that cuz that's like a full circle yeah. moment that I feel like we haven't really touched on the healing generational trauma thing in a while cuz of this fundraise like so it's it's good to be reminded of that. Oh, always. Thank you. Yeah, it's something that 
I definitely talk about with my therapist every other week. <laughs> yeah, because therapy for you only goes so far, but it doesn't, you know, I can't make my dad get fixed because I go to therapy. I know. Stop. I've been trying every time I go home. I'm like, y'all need therapy. Do you want and the tea? I'm the only one doing it. <laughs> Do you want the tea? Yeah, always. Oh, my God. When I came out to my dad, I was outed to my dad at 16. He kicked me out of his house. Stop. I know. Talk about trauma. I know. So he oh kicked me God. out. I lived with a friend for a while. And then the school was like, you have to move back in with your dad or we're going to charge him with like child neglect. Neglect. Yeah. Um, and so I moved back home. We make it through me turning 18. I, I move out with my mom. And when I turn 21, I have a boyfriend and we I have my 21st birthday party. And my dad's dating this new girl. She's liberal. And she gets him to go to the gay bar she's with me. She's liberal. I like that you say that. Because he's not. <laughs> um, so she gets him to go wow. to the gay bar with me. Super conservative Christian guy, my dad. Okay. Blue collar. Um, drove a trash truck my whole life. You know what I mean? Like wow. picked me up from school in trash truck. It was actually pretty dope. Oh my gosh. Great guy. He sounds like a hard worker. Hard worker. <laughs> gay is the worst thing you could be though. Oh. I know. What a bummer for him because there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Okay. I know. It's so, hard. It's hard. 21, he comes to my birthday with me. Him and this girl stay together for the longest time. They're still together. And um, we like develop a relationship. He tells my boyfriend he loves him. It's like all of these wonderful things. This year in February, we were on the phone and I didn't call him on his birthday. And the day after his birthday, I called him because I was in Vegas for trying to buy a license. And and then I came home and called him the next day. And he was like, you didn't call me on my birthday. It hurt my feelings. I was like, oh, I w really wish you would like open up to me more about your feelings. Like, I'm really sorry about that. And I wish we could connect more like that because he seemed like kind of hurt. Yeah. And he was and, like, like vulnerable. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, there's a lot of things I'd like to talk about, but I just don't think you'd be comfortable with it. And I was like, oh, like what? And he was like, well, the gay thing. And I was like, not you gaslighting me for a decade that like that you're okay with my life and now like at the most pivot of like the happiest I ever am in my life you're like still can't accept the fact that you're it's gay. Like the gay thing. It's like, like okay, well. And I was just like, I'm sorry, Dad. Yeah, I don't know what to tell just you. Like, what do you do with that? Like, I'm like rad, and you don't see it. Literally, you're Poor one of the guy. coolest fucking humans, and he's just like oblivious. Poor guy. Poor guy. Do you think at all? No, sorry. I'm like about, but that's to, I'm why... about to go into like therapy mode. I'm like, do you think at all he's suppressing his own gay feelings like that he had when he was little? I don't know if it's gay or anything like that, but I definitely think he has had to suppress a lot of aspects of who he is sure. as a human being because of his upbringing. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely one of those, those things of if, if he knew better, he would do better. Look, I was I was totally. I was religious growing up. I understand in his eyes what it is for me to be gay. But it's not that in my eyes. Yeah. It's like I feel like I'm more consciously aware and alive than you are, dad. Like I feel like you're trapped 100%. in this molding of reality that you think is real, but well, and with that There's older, so much more. Yeah, with that older generation too. Like my dad is about to turn seventy-three. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's thirteen years older than my mom. Okay. They just landed in Spain today. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> but that. he, God bless his soul. He's an amazing dad. Like I was really lucky. They're very open-minded with you know cannabis and everything I've wanted to do. Um, but I still just feel like they're just so like closed minded. They're just not like that generation. It's just like, they're like, we've worked so hard doing what we do. Like we just, you know, we've lived 70, 70 years like this. Like my mom's just says like, honey, you're just, you're not going to change his mind on some things. And I'm just like, why not though? Like, why can't uh, everyone just be like a little bit more open-minded? Neuroplasticity. <laughs> Are they getting high? They, Thank God they are taking gummies now okay. every night to sleep. Well, we need to have but, them take some gummies while they're, well, they're awake. Right, but yeah, they don't really. And we need to talk to get, them. Yeah. And we need to like have conversations while they're on the gummies. I know. I know. It's every, you know, every time I go, it's a little bit inch. I feel like. Once the empathy's there, you'd be like, can you believe that you supported the war in Korea or whatever it is? You know what I mean? And they're like, oh my God, dude, <laughs> I fucking did. Oh my God, I'm I'm problem. I'm racist. <laughs> They're like oh, having all of these awarenesses. Stop! If only my oh dad my God, could, yeah, yeah. 
So you know the people. It's hard. It's like they're doing, you know, you think that they're doing great. And like, and then it's like, oh. Okay, there's still limitations, you know. I hurt his feelings one time, barely, and his response was to be like, yeah, who you are as a person fundamentally I don't agree with. <sighs> Literally, it's like, okay, what do I, like, what do I great, do with Great that? talking to you, Dad. Love you, bye. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know what See to tell you. See ya. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, that's hard. So do you imagine, like, would you ever think your dad will come into Sirius and, like, partake or like is that a dream yeah, I of hope yours so. no it's not a dream okay like yeah i hope so i hope he gets to see what i do but i'll and i would love to have him there but i guess in my mind in the back of my mind i'll always know that like there's something about me that he thinks is wrong and and i just know that there's not so like it's always going to be this but it's almost like a lot of parent child relationships are that way and i think it's it's totally. part of when we get older, if we have children or nephews or nieces or whatever, like learning to accept them because they're the new generation who are experiencing reality rather than enforcing what we believe on them is probably a good idea for yeah. me to carry into my life. Yes. But the internet has fixed so many people's perceptions of reality and it hasn't been around for our parents long enough for their neuroplasticity to like pick it up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They just believe all the narratives that they've been told in our generation and Facts. especially people who smoke weed are like, I don't necessarily have to immediately believe that just because the news is saying that. Yes. That's a little weird for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to do some due diligence on that. And Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I. it's it's not a dream. It's more of a dream that like Chris Kardashian comes one day. There we go. I mean? Okay. Right. But like my dad coming, I'd be like, I hope you have a good time. And like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there and we'll laugh together and I'll sesh with him. But. I'll always know in the back of my mind, like, right. you don't even know who I am. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard. But, but it, you can't blame them. I, I mean, know. religion religion's got a chokehold on people out here. For real. It really, really does. Yeah. Well, good for you for, I mean, me too, getting out of the church, man. I mean, yeah. I only grew up Methodist, so. I grew up Lutheran. And respect to, respect to people who are religious, too. It's not about that. It's just like... um like can can you be a part of current reality can you can you recognize the separation of church and state is very important and then like secondarily yeah. like can you just uh, let your kids be who they are yes totally. that'd be dope and just let them express themselves Ugh. <laughs> or don't because like you didn't i wasn't allowed to and so like i think i'm better for it now as an adult oh yeah like you're really like stepped into your own. Yeah. Now you have the ability to like control right. your life. If, if my dad accepted me, what am I going to become like a well-rounded, you know, average adult? <laughs> you wouldn't have had any adversity to right. overcome. Right. So yeah, that checks out. Yeah. A little struggle makes everybody better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks dad. You're welcome. <laughs> Son. Oh, <laughs> oh, you meant my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! People call me dad all the time in this. Oh industry. my god! Okay, I was like, I didn't god. even know. Oh my god, Joy calls me dad. All the Everybody calls me dad. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, I don't, but it's fine. Because in my head, I'm a beautiful woman, and then everybody <laughs> reminds me that I'm a f not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. This has been so much fun. This with has Carter. been so so good. I know. I'm like, we've already hit like an hour, so we can wrap it up here soon. I'm trying to think if there's any other like. Okay, wait, there are like little questions just popped into my head. What's been your biggest obstacle with obtaining a license with the city of Denver? And the like, city of Denver. Just thank, dealing. Thank you, next question. Just dealing with the city of Denver? No, I mean, yes, but it's just the, the government moves at a glacial pace. And I also don't want to say that and sound disrespectful to any of the people who work in it. It's not them. They're not making the policies. So it's just... It's just bureaucracy. It's just bureaucracy in the way that that works. Red tape. Yeah. Okay. Chopping it down. That checks out. The ventilation okay. system is a nightmare. It's wow. $400,000. Okay. I was just going to say how much money if you had to spend on ventilation. $400,000. Because I know that's one of like the most important factors for. It's the highest cost per capita of anything that we're doing. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. But I think it's a worthwhile investment in the end. You know, at the end of the yeah. day, it's half of a month's wages proper or revenue. So it's definitely worth the expense. It's two weeks revenue to pay for this system if we're open. It's worth it. Oh, okay. I mean, when you put it that way. Yeah. It's worth it. 
Yeah. So worth it. It's so worth it. Oh, well, I can't wait for it to open. Is yeah. there anything else you want to like just tell people about it or that we missed or skipped over? Uh, definitely check out my vlog channel, A-R-E-N-D Richard, uh, where we're recapping the whole experience of opening Cirrus. It's been very fun. Yeah. So please check that out. And we're going to keep going. Like we even we even had a meeting where we were like in five years from now, we're opening Cirrus New York City. We're getting late Lady Gaga high for the vlog. Like, yes. so that's that's where we're trying to go with it. So come join the family now. I love these goals. Yeah, like, they're ugh. fun goals. And um, yeah, our open house will already have happened. But follow us on Cirrus Social Club on all platforms. Yes. C-I-R-R-U-S. And hopefully it'll be open, what, spring, summer? Definitely spring. Okay. Definitely spring. I'm like, going to- Is there any ballpark we can tell people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just going to definitely get my hands on all the money that we need just so soon. I feel it. I, I feel it's coming to me. It's so close. It's right at the tip of your fingers. Yeah, it is. And if anyone that's watching or listening wants to invest. We do have a friends and family round, with the, which the minimum is $5,000. Oh. Uh, so you're welcome to do that. Reach and if, out. If you'd like to invest the full two and a half million that we need, uh, please call me. I'm ready. We're ready. We could be open by February first week if you call me right now. That's incredible. So all you need is two and a Probably half right mil. Yep. Oh, that's not a lot. First for phase one, we'll be good. We'll make it happen for two and a half million. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm gonna need some people to volunteer their time, but we'll figure it out. For the community, by the community. Yes. Wait, so how much of the building is done? now oh oh zero percent i mean it's it's like barren so we've taken out what was there okay which was a taekwondo studio installed in 1989 1885 and then a pool that was underneath that that we had to take out and fill a pool yeah so now it's just flat level walls wait what was a pool doing there though in 1939 when it was first built it was a family workout center in 1939 Wait, that is so cool. The I history. Know. So much history in this building. <sighs> I love this. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. I'm just so, so excited to see it. And I have seen the mock-ups yeah. for what it will look like. Yep. And it is elegant as fuck. We, we're going for elegance. We're going for your Nana wants to go. Yes. Oh yeah. And that's what, yeah. I love that little anecdote that you shared. Your dad and mom, with her dad and stepmom. Oh no. But yeah, mom. Oh they're, mom. They're together. Oh, that's right. Dad and mom would love it. Yeah. Oh, I, Your dad I'm would love it. gonna bring them. Okay, good. 100%. We're gonna convince him. So will you have edibles as well as flour? We will, but we're always gonna recommend people do our little single serving volcano bags that are pink silk volcano bags. Right, because that- Low temp. Yes, and it's not combustion, it's right. vapor. That's right. And it st stores in Bickle yes. Volcano. Mm -hmm. Love, I also work with them. They are phenomenal. Yeah, they're the best. They just sent, did you get the new Venti? No. They better send it ASAP. Oh my God. Did we get the new Venti? From Stores and Pickle? No, it appears that we did not. I'm going to hit them up and say, you need to send one to our boy. You should do that. I will. I would love to know the result of you doing that. Yeah. No, I'll totally loop it in. Wait, do you handle your stuff or does your team? I handle my stuff. Okay. But my team has access to my stuff. I'm like, do you have like a manager or like how many assistants do you have? One day I'm going to write a book detailing <laughs> how I built out perfect organizations. But basically we have an octopus system where I'm what? I'm the body of the octopus. I'm the brain. Oh. And I have a bunch of tentacles that do the different necessary <laughs> aspects of the things that need to have happen. That's how it's working right now. Okay. I right? really love that analogy. But I mostly manage my own email. Right? Yeah. I do amazing okay so i do have two questions i always ask people okay great at the end um what do you see as ha with happening with legalization with cannabis like federally yeah five years no longer not willing to say anything less hope though it will and what about the talks of descheduling i think it's all fart in a cloud <laughs> stop wait that phrase I don't really think it means that much of anything, even if it does happen. I think it's a part in a cloud. Yeah. Not level three. What? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, where's alcohol you. on that list? Seriously. It's, yeah, I agree. They should it's, be at the same level. So many states have, are coming on board and it's just, I think it, it just needs to be legal. Like, have you been having a lot of issues with banking? 
Well, like we'd a- have to be making money. <laughs> oh, okay. There, there we go. There we go. But we Are will you- be in, in, incurring a lot of issues with banking, yeah, in the future, okay. and I can't wait for them. Okay. Because that means that we're making lots of money. Yeah. Okay. That totally. they're, they're like, where's this all this money coming from? Oh, it's from a wee place. We need to shut your account down, and then we have to go get a new one. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then last question: If you like, you did kind of already hinted this with Lady Gaga, but if you can sash at anyone with anyone at Cirrus. Who would it be? Oh, it's not Lady Gaga. Uh, oh, okay. Oprah Winfrey is my main goal to get at Cirrus. Legend. Chris Jenner would be great. Another legend. Um, I was just watching the new and Chloe Kardashian. Would love Chloe too. This morning. I mean, I'll take any Kardashian Jenner. Any Kardashian Jenner. But I do think a Chris and Chloe combo would be hilarious. Getting stoned at Cirrus. Um, yeah. I'd love to see Miley Cyrus and her family come through. Yes. I would love to get the Cyrus family high together. Um, we have some more. Who else do we have? We would love to see Sierra after she has her baby. Best of luck with that and Russell Wilson together. That'd be <gasps> lovely to host them. Yes. That's the football player's name, right? I know who Sierra is, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody know, said that to Sierra. She'll Sierra. think that's funny. Let me see. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So, yeah. well, since you just touched on celebrities, I just thought of one thing. I've seen a lot of consumption lounges open in LA. Okay. The most notable one I feel like is Woody Harrelson's. The Woods. The Woods. Yeah. So what's your view? Have you been? Yeah. What's you, what do you think of it? I've been to the Woods and the Artistry twice. The, the Woods artist, that's the, other one. the Woods is a dispensary that you can buy weed from and then go sit in a closed box with four other people, maybe five, six if you want to be uncomfortable. Have you been? No. Oh yeah. There's no service either. So you just, it's like a dispensary. Oh, I had no idea. And then you go in the back and there's a bar you can order whatever you want from. And then you go into these little cabanas you can smoke in with all the doors closed that fit like six people with a TV and everything's kind of dirty. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And what about the artistry? That's more attempting to be a service model, like a diner of cannabis, I guess, like a nice kind of WeHo diner of cannabis. Um, but they, they're just not hitting the nose on the head with serving yet. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then, like you said, I mean, the flight attendants are really the ones I feel like that are going to take serious, like above and beyond. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. The like, service is really important. Obviously, the decor and the feel and everything is so important. But then I feel like the service is just like the so service key. is the cap, because I think we're going to help define what cannabis hospitality looks like. Like we're even looking into things like right now you can't cons- the idea of me telling you that you're going to pay per bowl that you consume to us as stoners, we're like, what the fuck? I don't want to pay per bowl. That's kind of but a funny you concept. you pay per drink. Oh, true. So it's kind of like toying with an ordering model of what it looks like. I'm not saying that we're going to do that. I literally have just been thinking about this for the last right, 48 hours. Yeah, it's like you have to do something. You have to have a way of measuring. How we're going to define what that looks like, right? So interesting. And what is a single serving? Right. Because you can go to a restaurant and you can order a bottle of wine, order an ounce of flour for the table. But can you, you can order a glass of wine. So what's a glass of wine per person then? Yeah. Because I think it's a bowl. I don't think it's a quarter. Yeah. You know? So true. Wow. It so really think it about these makes things. you think. Yeah. Especially because like the laws and stuff aren't there. Like we don't have this like. It's not come about yet. People haven't like right. researched it and discovered like, okay, this is like, I mean, we're just now discovering that one serving of edible shouldn't be 10 milligrams, but right. closer to like two right. to five, like, you know, depending on someone's tolerance. And I'll take one. Yes. Even one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's just, we keep, we're learning every day. We are. It is so awesome. Oh, thank you so, so much. You're welcome so, so much. For coming on. This was so delightful yeah. and insightful. I hope, I mean, I learned a lot. I, had I hope the most people fun. also learned a lot listening. I had the most fun. Thank you for having me. Uh, your set is lovely and your home is lovely. Thank and you. And you've been such a great host. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thank you. And I love my new beautiful seshware. Period. Are people going to be able to buy these? No. Okay. Those are gone. There's only 420 of those ever made. Oh my God. I feel like a princess. And you should. And you are. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Love you. I'm so happy we're finally friends five years later. Yeah, absolutely. Of me being like, who's this person everyone's talking about? I love it that they were talking about me. Uh-huh. 
period. They still are. I know. <laughs> it feels nice to be talked about, I guess. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. This is also Sirius is like valid more to people now than if it's in the conversation. Yeah. It's like people are talking about it. It's, people are. It's real. People like, think it's going to do some. People really believe in it. Yeah. In, in a way that I've never experienced. There's a lot of like um, anticipation. Momentum. Yes. Momentum. I'm and like, anticipation. What's, what's the right word? Anticipation for some momentum for others. Well, I know? know you're going to fucking blow everyone's socks off. On the 10th? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. It's going to be a beautiful night. Yay. Thank you. Thank you again. And as always, stay high. Stay high. Stay high.